Today we are taking on a unique topic that is not often brought up in most circles. We're going to talk about what life is like for inmates after they complete their sentence. Whether the charges against them are false or true, whether anyone is waiting for them or not, when it's time to re-enter the outside world, inmates need to learn a new way if they're going to succeed out of jail. They need a fresh frame of reference, one that helps them change the thought and action patterns that got them there in the first place. This is where Iowa 501c3 Image for Lives comes in. The soul of Image for Lives resides in essentially one man, Robert Bobby Pate Jr. More than a dream or a passion, Image for Lives began with two convictions, both of them his. The first was legal, the one that sent him to jail, and the second conviction was the one that took hold of him while he served his sentence convincing him that with work, the right attitude, faith, and friends, he could change his life forever. Bobby, welcome to Northgate Cafe. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, Bobby, so tell us a little bit, little bit about what Image for Lives stands for. It's an acronym, right? Sure. Uh, Image for Lives stands for Inmate Movement Against Gang Evolution. And I started the program at North Central Correctional Facility uh, after serving 11 consecutive years for nonviolent drug convictions. Uh, prison was devastating, shocking, uh, a nightmare. However, it was the place that I went to to become the man that I am today. And so uh, through the humility, I was able to changed my heart, my mind, my soul. I got on my hands and knees. I asked God for forgiveness for all my sins, and a light shined on me. And uh, my life continued to change. Growing up in Des Moines, Iowa, I was a high school basketball player at Johnston High School. And I I then went to play college basketball, first uh, North Central Correction, I'm sorry, uh, first at North Iowa Central Community College, and then at the University of Hawaii Hilo. And so uh, with those centrals and, and norths and stuff like that, I get it mixed up. So, <laughs> so um, you went from Iowa to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I went to play basketball. Um, after junior college, I got a full-ride scholarship, played in Hawaii, loved it, traveled the country. is beautiful. And then I got home. Uh, while I was going to college, I didn't really understand – the meaning of college other than playing basketball so you know my goal was to play in the NBA if that didn't work out I didn't have a second plan so that didn't work out I came back home and I started selling drugs ultimately landed in prison and that's when my whole life changed so um, that's where where I'm at basically today is after serving those 11 consecutive years 11 years wow yeah, yeah, it was devastating, like I say, but it was where uh, God was able to change my mind, my heart, and my soul. So I don't take that back for anything. I don't encourage prison. You know, we don't glorify it uh, in the image program. But, you know, however, you know, we all as men came together in the chapel and, you know, we started this program and, uh, you know, it, it helped people that utilized their time in prison. Uh, we, uh, it, it was more than, than just a gathering. I mean, it was an actual program where, uh, us inmates policed our own program. So we didn't have to have staff in there over us. Uh, we maintained our responsibility and, uh, 
eventually it landed uh, when I got out, got released. I started the 501c3 here in Des Moines, Iowa. And then, you know, one thing just led to another and it started taking off. And now I have a radio show, a TV podcast. You know, I travel the country telling my story and, you know, life is good on the other side yeah. of, of it. So, but what was it like for you uh, after 11 years uh, being in prison, coming out and being back in Des Moines? And it was that, and life moved on while you were there. There was a lot of trauma that came with that because looking at the streets of Des Moines, the uh, most of the people were gone. When I got out, I, I looked and seen how old people's faces were. That was that was also you know pretty shocking. You know, prison preserves you naturally. You know, you don't have all the drugs, alcohol, and chemicals in the world, and just dealing with all the you know rush and you know pressure that comes with society and as you know in in society today comes with a lot of pressure however i would rather be out here than in there any time of the day and did you have you know resources available to you did the state help you transition or no no not at all they well they had a workforce development program inside the prison at Rockwell and that's a minimum camp and that actually helped us prepare because you know it gave us a chance to look for a job we had a staff there kind of walked us through the computer and showed us how to apply for jobs when we got out so I had a job when I got when I got out all right um, but beyond that there was really not much no. of a support system no not not the whole time that I did that whole 11 years I mean there was you had to go out and make change happen you know, you had your mandatory classes that you had to go through, but that was basically just show up, you know, fake it to make it uh, for the parole board for, you know, uh, uh, something that you completed. But as far as actually changing, you had to really seek that kind of help. And that's what the image program was all about. So we then found people that were willing to do something with their time and looking to change, guys that were looking to come out and you know get jobs start a career and that weren't talking about coming back to prison yes because that's oftentimes the trend i hear about is that a lot of men who are in prison end up right back in prison afterward that's right that's right that's uh what we call recidivism and you know in iowa i think it had one of the highest recidivism rates in the country what would what would bring someone to commit a crime again after they've already fulfilled a sentence in prison? Uh, well, you're dealing with the technicalities of parole and probation. And with that, you know, in Iowa, you know, you have to think if you don't have your, when you first get out, you have, most people have restitution. They have uh, court costs. They have child support, you know, and then there's all these other different things that you're trying to do with your life. So, um, there's really, there's nothing, I mean, there's so many different obstacles that you face when you first come out of prison. If a parole or pro, if a parole officer really wanted to violate you and send you back, they could just, uh, you know, pick, you know, anything to violate you on because I mean, you would have to technically be perfect to walk a straight line with all the technicalities that come with the parole orders and agreement. I mean, you're not supposed to have contact with another felon. You know, you always have to have permission, you know, to leave the county or the state. 
uh, I mean, there's so much uh, checking in and, you know, asking permission and not doing and, you know, that you could get caught up in anything. So if you have a parole officer that's willing to help you, then that alleviates a lot of that. And I was fortunate enough to have a parole officer that was willing to help. So this person was helpful. Yes, yes. However, not everybody gets the luck of, you know, luck of the draw. Yeah. So when was it then after you came out that you were like, I need to do something to help other inmates so they don't experience what I experienced? Well, when I got out, you know, um, I started helping people right away. And so that just kind of one thing led to another. People were telling people about it. And then I got a job at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. And they allowed me to be able to utilize my image program and help people. Then they offered all the services that people that were coming out of prison needed. So it just went hand in hand. And guys that were in prison that were coming out, guys that were going back to prison, you know, I would go to people's court dates uh, if they needed me to testify on their on their behalf for their behavior and character when they got out. I mean, there were so many violations going on, just like there still is today, but it's it's kind of slowed down. But there were so many violations going on at this time that, you know, people were coming out and going back to prison and they were telling other people about me. And then so then when they got out, they would come to the Evelyn K. Davis Center and see me and, and take advantage of all the resources that they had to offer. All right. So what what are some of the things that you do within Image for Lives specifically to help um, inmates who have come out of prison? First of all, we like to make sure that um, we talk to them. We figure out, you know, a, kind of a strategic plan. What, we have to make sure that they're willing to help themselves. Uh, the Image for Lives mission statement is we are looking to help those who are willing to help themselves. That's so good. So true. Yeah. So that's the first thing that we look for. Uh, the second thing is we make sure that, uh, you know, their mind is, is set on a track where they're not going back to selling drugs or selling dope. You know, um, most of us were in there for selling drugs. And so one of the things that we made sure of is that that was, that was done. You know, that, that, that that's never, ever going to happen again. So we want to make sure that people are, are, are lined up and on track with that same mind frame because, um, you know, we'll help you, whatever it is that, that you're trying to do. But if you want to be a part of the Image for Lives program and, and you want to be engaged and locked in, you can't be out there still selling dope, you know. I mean, you, you just can't do it. You know, that's what I went back for. That's what, uh, there's too much time in it. You know, we understand that. You know, we made our vows, uh, the board members, you know, about that. And that was one thing that was keeping us locked up that we were going to alleviate. Okay. So I understand as well that in addition to, like, direct mentorship to individuals, you're also doing things to help the whole family because, there, there, there are elements here where maybe they have a spouse or a girlfriend or children, and you've I've seen you do community events and barbecues. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yes, Dave. Uh, well, we do. Uh, uh, we have our talent shows where you know it's a national talent show. We get people from all over the country, kids that participate in it. We have trophies that we give. We have uh, a cookout where we feed the community. You know, that was one thing that I wanted to do. I know that. When I was in prison, food was a big thing, you know, that you you lose that privilege of eating. So, mm, yeah. yeah, so we wanted to make sure that uh, people 
had an opportunity to have a good barbecue in the summertime. Even the the people that were poor, the people that were, you know, out strung out and, you know, homeless and so we had a we started off with a, a barbecue community barbecue at Evelyn K. Davis Park. And that kind of started snowballing. We've done that every year. And uh, we have, like I said, a talent show. We also have uh, basketball tournaments. You know, I work at the Wookiee House with the kids. So they get all kind of perks at the Des Moines uh, Wookiee House. We make sure we do a lot of little fun things, have different food vendors come in. Uh, We go live on location. Uh, We travel to different, when we travel to different states and meet different people, I have the opportunity to, uh, I started live on location, so I'll record a lot of what I'm doing just to kind of give people a, a view of what's going on. A lot of times these are events that I'm speaking at, uh, uh, or they may just be something, an event that I'm going to that may be very interesting that people are, are engaged with. Absolutely. In addition to that, I know you have a, a resource that you provide via your own podcast, The Image Show in which you discuss a variety of topics, including even featuring people who have had similar experiences to you. That is correct. The Image TV Podcast. That's right. And it's on YouTube. You can just go to Image TV Podcast and you'll find all of our episodes. And it mainly deals with community interaction, uh, community resources, those coming out of prison, we had we just had Bill Rain, the president and founder of Rain Recruiter uh, Temp Service in West Des Moines, and you know we get guys like that. Like Bill came on, he talked about the, all the jobs that are available for people that need work right now, and then we talked about how he's felony friendly, you know, and how he started the program. So I like to stay engaged with people like that. Kimberly Graham running for Polk County Attorney, you know, um, she's going to be our, our well, we hope and pray that she's going to be our new Polk County attorney. John Sarcone has been in there for uh, almost 40 years or so. And, you know, most of us didn't understand when he was actually coming into office, you know, how we can become a part of this. And so, you know, one thing I'm trying to stand on is educate our community to come together and be a part of this so that, uh, you know, we won't always have complaints about uh, this war on drugs, the uh, you know, f- felony convictions and everything that comes with the criminal justice system. Absolutely. W- what would you say is the the primary misconception that people who people here in Iowa or people in the U.S. might have about inmates when they come out of prison? One of the biggest misconceptions that people have about inmates is the fact that they're rough and tough and they'll blow your house down you know (laughs) i mean uh you know most people think of inmates as um the three little pigs you know where there's the big bad wolf is is basically all the inmates and because they've been convicted of a felony and have been thrown in prison that they're mean and they have attitude problems now prison is one place that I have found some of the nicest, most, uh, the people with the most integrity, you know, that are doing life sentences even. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And in fact, this is how I started the image program was with a group of lifers that everyone would have swore up and down were racist in there. 
and you know they set off to the side they did their own thing they were most of them were uh, Vietnam uh, veterans and you know they they carried a style of integrity and respect you know with what they did and so I gravitated to that and the more I got to know them the more I seen hey these guys are really nice guys and not only that but they're willing to help and they helped me with the bylaws they helped me start the image program and so uh you know I would say that that's one of the the most misconceptions is that everybody looks at at inmates as the big bad wolf like they will literally huff and puff and blow that house down (laughs) absolutely um no, and I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting several people who are actually in prison with you have come out and are now working jobs and own their own businesses, and they're decent human beings. Yes, that is correct, Dave. Uh, you know, coming out of prison, uh, Northgate Marketing, I, I must say, you have also been a, a very good helping hand and friend. Uh, times where I've needed stuff, you've been there for support. These are the type of things that people need coming out of prison. And so, um, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, not only thank you for allowing me to come on this show, but I also thank you for what you've done to help me, you know, as one that's come out of prison and, and was able to receive that support. Absolutely. Well, I think if the feeling is mutual, um, you know, We've loved being involved with Image for Lives, um, getting the chance to help you with your branding, your website, um, getting the word out, because I think this is what you're doing. People need to know about it, and they need to know how they can help. How can people help you practically? Uh, Well, right now, uh, for those listening out there, one way that you can help support Image for Lives is to go onto our website, image4lives.com, and, you know, look... See if there's anything there that you could, uh, you know, find interesting. I go on speaking engagements. If you uh, have a, a program or a, um, a school or business and you would like uh, a speaker, uh, I also do that. And my number is 515-326-5498. Uh, also, to donate funds to the Image for Lives program, we are always looking for that. Uh, we've got a radio show, like I say, and it's hard to keep up with the finance with that at times, it can be challenging with the uh, production and, you know, all the other things that we have coming up. So we are always looking for uh, donations and funds. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on YouTube at Image at the Image TV podcast. Subscribe and continue to watch all of our episodes. So, you know, we're very, very happy. Or you can go to uh, Facebook and look under Bobby Pate and follow us on Live On Location. Absolutely. Well, we will have all of these links in our description. Um, Bobby, if you could say a final word or, you know, a message to the people of Iowa, what would you say? If I could say a final message to the people in Iowa, I would say that... The Nigerian lady here that works at Northgate makes this place so special. And I would sum it up <laughs> in one word. That's hilarious. The accent, I mean, when you come here, you know, you just treat it so soft and warm. I got this cup of coffee here. 
of that. It looks just like a, a elegant champagne uh, blend. And, you know, you guys treat people so well here. I, I'm just impressed with what you guys have going on, with what you do. Now, if, if I could sum it up all in one word, man, uh, honestly, uh, Dave, I would probably say never judge people. That that that's probably what I would say is is, is 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 be careful when you judge people and judge things because normally it's never what you uh, perceive it to be ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. And so that's one of the things that I that I've learned, and that's that's one of the things that I would probably uh, say that people need to really hear, and, and something that would be summed up in one word. That's amazing. No, I completely agree with you, and I think that's perhaps one of the pillars of Northgate is we are about inclusion, we're about diversity, we're about creating opportunities for all. Um, we love, we love even when we've, I've met with you at different points and we looked at could Northgate employ individuals who come out of, out of prison or could we help support their startup businesses? Uh, you know, we, we've got to be able to get beyond the uh, stereotypes and begin to look beyond that at the individual and the person. You know, you mentioned Chineze. She's uh, the woman from Nigeria that gave you that hospitality when you came in. <laughs> yes. She's our social media manager from Africa. Yeah. Uh, we love that. We, we, have, we have team members from Asia. We have team members from Latin America. We have team members from Europe. It, it's uh, such a diversity is, is, is such a key element because when you get different people with different backgrounds, having different experiences, coming together for a common goal, you can create something truly beautiful. And I think that's what you're, you're accomplishing with Image for Lives. Yeah, yeah. And even you, you're from Panama. That's right. You know, you named where everybody else is from, but it's interesting where you're from. Yeah. You know? I didn't grow up, this, uh, you know, the typical way. I'm not from Iowa. I love Iowa. We're raising our children here now. But, you know, uh, I grew up cross-culturally. I'm fully bilingual, speak Spanish. In fact, I did work in prisons in Panama. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, wow. Several different prisons. And, you know, we did nonprofit work for many years. Um, and then I, we realized that uh, Northgate, this marketing agency, was a great tool to come alongside of other 501c3s and provide them with work at a reduced rate or, pro, in some instances, pro bono. And so uh, it's a pleasure partnering with you, as always. Bobby, thanks for joining us on the show. Um, and as you guys know, the links to his 501c3, uh, all the websites, social media for Image for Lives is available in the description. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much.